With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On this edition of Need None Filter with myself, Ken Martin, presented by only the best vodka, Grey Goose, and basketballnews.com, we have actor, comedian, director, the host of I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Joining me, ladies and gentlemen, my man rap, Michael Rappaport. What up, Kmart? What's up, brother? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. How you doing, man? Hey, man, living life, man, staying out of harm's way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying my current circumstance, man. Good. I'm, a, I'm on cloud nine, brother. I mean, I got, I got to ask you, man. I mean, I texted you, man. You you must be, I, I mean, how, how, you, your son got drafted to the NBA, man. I mean, your career and your, your, your journey is totally different than his. But to see your son get drafted, it, how bugged out is that? Like, how, how much of a trip, you know, because you're not that far out of the league and your journey and everything that you went through to get to the NBA – and then, you know, you have a son and then, I mean, you know how hard it is to make it to the NBA. Are you tripping out off of that? Like, like wh- Oh yeah, man. I just, I was telling my wife earlier, man. I was just like, I was thinking about it like, yo, like he in the NBA, like, <laughs> like I'm still like, like it really ain't all the way sunk in yet. You know what I'm saying like me seeing his jersey and him, me seeing him at media day and hearing him answer questions and me reflecting back to when I was playing and he were on the stage with me and doing the finals and the playoff runs and things like that. Like, like I'm still like, like somebody needs to pinch me. Like uh, I'm still having a hard time believing that it's real, but, but I'm it's definitely sure, real. Man. I'm sure because, you know, as a, as a, as a father, you know, everybody's like, Oh, my son's is. And then, you know, like your son <laughs> actually, all the trials and tribulations and the skill and the luck and the hard work and the God's gift and the staying healthy. I mean, the envy, it's crazy. And you, you know, I, I know it's gotta be, you know, and you're, I, I just, it's gotta be crazy, man. Uh, you know, to, to, to see that man, especially, I mean, you were such a, a, such a fucking beast in the NBA. And then to see your, it's just crazy, man. Like I, every time I see him, I'm like, that is bugged out. Like, yo, that's yeah, my no, guy's son. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely um, one of them old shit moments. Like, like oh shit! Like, it, it really happened. Well, like now that he's in the in the area, like, how do you separate yourself from like being an overbearing dad, but also being a dad that has information, has insight, who knows the game, who knows all the tricks of the trade? You know who could see weaknesses in other players. Like, have you? Like, how are you? How are you sort of divvying out your your dad versus, you know, like that's your son. Yo, I want you to know, like, this dude can't go left. Or you know, like, how do you divvy out that information? Yeah, like he's been good at absorbing whatever ideas that I've been telling him over the last three, four years. So, over the last year, I've kind of started to tailor that part of it off a little bit. But still, giving them clues and like if I see certain things, like we watch games together. Like uh-huh. I sit there and rewind it. Like, okay, did you see this, or did you see that? He'd be like, oh no, I didn't see that. Oh no, but but what about this? So we still do things like that. But I'm but I'm trying to let him come into his own because every team is different, every terminology is different. Um, but now, but I'm still gonna always give my input, right? Um, because it, because it's only coming from a place of help. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I only want to see you get the best out of how it is, however long you're going to play. You know right. Saying? So that's what it's about for me. It's not about me because I didn't um, win a title or make multiple all stars. It ain't about none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about making sure I give him all the information that I have because I was told before by someone who I respect in the game that if I didn't coach or give back to the game, then I cheated it. Right. So, right. Well- now my son is in it, so I, but I've been giving him all the information that I have, man, and and he's been a good sport about it, man. Of course, I'm pretty sure at times 
I get on his nerves, but he understands where it's coming from. And if you hear him do his interviews and things like that now, I can tell that he appreciates it. So, I'm sure, so he, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but. Sure. Well, it's, I'm I'm so happy for you, you man. Congr- appreciate it, man. You know, yeah, no, man. It bugs me out. Man. Yeah, no, nah, man. This is definitely a great feeling, man. But you growing up in New York, man. Um, yep. Upper East Side. Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yep. And you know, Upper East Side. You know, grew up playing ball in the '70s and the '80s. You know, '80, 80, '81, '82. Basketball, basketball, basketball. Hoop dreams. You know, fell in love with basketball, uh, you know, and it was something that, you know, even though I didn't obviously make a career of it, like the, the, the passion, the focus, yeah. the, 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 the goal of, you know, wanting to be a professional basketball player, like that was like really yeah. in my head, you know, that experience and, and, and the, you know, the camaraderie and the, not even so much the, the, the actual basketball, but the going to the games, the coming from the games, the, the yeah. friendships. Uh, the competitiveness, the, the 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 team, the 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 shit talking, the you know, all that stuff was just a huge huge part of my life. Especially you know, growing up in New York, because especially back then, I mean, I don't know how it is now. I'm sure teenagers they they get out there, but back then it was like, you know, you rode your bike, you you got on the bus, you got on the train. Like the city was, it, it you know, my father, my parents never were like. You know, you can't go here. You can't go like you just were out, and and yeah, you know, yeah. like that's just what you did. There was no video games. There was no cable. Oh, no, no, you was, had to be outside. Yeah, and you just yeah. especially, you know, like especially if you love, you know, sports, you know, and, and you know, before basketball it was all the sports, but yeah. you know, once I really fell in love with basketball, like it was just out, out, out all the time, playing ball, uh, trying to, you know, find the best games and play against the best people possible, and just the fun of it. I mean, this shit was just so much fun. When you look back on it, it was just fun. Yeah. All right. So you had a chance to play um, at Rucker or, or any one of the the known known parks that people go get that good bump in. I'm saying, were you able to, or fortunate enough to play in those? I mean, the, the 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 best place that I ever played at, at you know, consistently is a place in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Which isn't one of these like you know places that's on like Google. It's a it's a it's yeah. a it's it's in the projects called Howard Howard Park Howard Howard. Oh, that's always that good bump. The, always that good bump. This is this is that bump bump. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is where Dwayne Pearl Washington, Jerry Ice Reynolds, World Be Free. These dudes okay. used to be in the park. Like World used to be in the park in the off season, and you know, and I would go out there because my 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 boy. Uh, 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 is from Brooklyn and we met, you know, playing ball and, you know, he's from Brownsville and you go out there and like, you know, Pearl would be out there and James Majors from UConn and Jerry Ice Reynolds. And, you know, obviously I wasn't playing with them. We were 10, 11, 12 years old, but they yeah. would play. And then, you know, the, 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 the young teenagers would play and it was that straight up, no blood, no foul. You know, I was the only yeah. white dude in the neighborhood and they told <laughs> me like, yo, up. when you, you don't call no bullshit fouls. Don't yeah. like it was, very that was the best basketball i ever saw outside of like you know pro yeah. or even like these high school you know summer camps like it was just physical it was aggressive it was you know um it, it, it wasn't a lot of jump shooting you know this is this is yeah, before this, sort of you know new york city learned to develop the jump shot you know this is when all it was the point guard to the basket yeah get to, the was, get to the basket and nobody was thinking about shooting um and it was just physical rough you know, great basketball. Um, and, and, and that, and then, you know, when, when, um, you know, we started playing in like the, the, the citywide in the, in the leagues and stuff like that, you know, we would yeah. see, you know, I play against play with Kenny Anderson, Malik Sealy when we were 12, 13, 14, 15. And then, you know, when I was about 15, 16, you know, the gap gets wide quick, Yeah, you know, definitely. dudes start growing, you know, yeah. it's like dudes are six, start six jumping hot, jumping, jumping high, high, running faster. And, all and that shit. you know, it, yeah. like, and dudes are like, you know, young men, you know, kids go from, you know, kids to young men quickly. Yeah. And, um, but you know, I was always there playing and, and it was just a, a, a dope, you know, part of, a, a you know, just being out there, being around, you know, in the neighborhood shit talking. And shit, shit talking and just having fun. Like I just, I loved it. And, uh, you know, and I loved the basketball of it, but it was really so much, it wasn't so much the, the games. It was before the games, after the games, yeah, to the games. and, and that it was just, it was just, and it was New York, you know, in the eighties and in the nineties, it was dope. 
Yeah, I could only imagine, man, growing up and seeing some of the talent and things that you saw at some of these parks and these runs. I'm saying because, like, you know, New York, the mecca of yeah. a lot of things, and and basketball is one of them. Playing outdoors in parks is one of them. You know what I'm saying? Did you guys imagine. play in the parks or were you in gyms a lot? Some people played in parks, man, but I was very fortunate. Um, our local gym um, was the Salvation Army, so we always uh, always had access to the gym. You know right. Uh, um, so we had a little league coach, um, Coach Phillips, that, <laughs> that made sure that we had access to the gym always to try to keep us off the streets and out of trouble. Got you. you know so we always, like during football season, we would go in the gym after and go hoop. He always made sure during baseball season, after practice games, we always go in the gym and hoop. All summer long, mm -hmm. he made sure that if it wasn't camps and all that stuff at the gym, we had access to it. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So now just always making sure that we can be at the gym, man. And, and people, when I tell people that I didn't, I probably can count how many times I played outside. They're like, damn, you from the hood. I'm like, exactly. Like we had a gym to go to and we, had, we was fortunate enough that that he had that mentality to try to keep us off the street. I'm saying he succeeded dope. with a lot of us, but a lot of us, I'm saying, of course you're gonna have a group of, it's both. I'm saying some of us one street, who I'm saying one foot in the streets and want to play sports. Some of us all in on one side. So that's just the way it was, man. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, New York, it was, I mean, now it's different because, but New York, I mean, the aesthetic of New York, you, you walk around anywhere in New York City, there's basketball courts outside, yeah. I mean, they don't get used as much as as they used to and as they should. Sometimes they're playing roller uh, yeah, roller blading on them or whatever. But I mean, it's just part of whatever. All kind of nut shit. <laughs> I'll be driving through New York when I was out there, like yo, nah, that that ain't what that's used for. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, but that's just the aesthetic of New York City. So it was just yeah. you could find a place where dudes would play two on two, three on three, foals. It yeah. was. It was just. It was magic. It was magical. It was dope. So much fun. All right. So besides sports, right? Like uh, both of your parents grew up in radio. Yep. So were you at the studios a lot? Were you around that kind of like entertainment? And, and that's where you, the, the this passion for TV and things came about? Or you just organically were you and things happened a certain way and and you just went from there? You know, the the, the, the radio station was you know, my father's workplace. But when I would go there, and this is literally before, you know, there was any technology. Like, you know, I'd go there when I was seven, eight, nine, ten after school sometimes or in between whatever. And, and you know, the, the, the thing I remember about it was the DJ. You'd literally see the DJ on live radio put the, the needle on the record, you yeah. know, and you're a little kid in there and he's like, don't come near here. Don't come. Cause you know, it can't skip. It's yeah, that's the way it was yeah. played. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like that was definitely the music, the being around the music and having, you know, there would be music, you know, records coming in. He would bring records home all the time. And, and then, you know, in 79, 1979, which seems like so long ago, you know, my father, cause the radio station was a disco station. He brought home a, um, a, um, a promotional copy of, the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. And I was nine okay. and he was like, this is called rap music. It's going to be a big deal. And that shit, you know, like everybody else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like it was just like, what, what is this? And it was this big, you know, 12 inch orange copy of rapper, uh, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. But like, we just, I mean, I fell in love with it and, you know, and then the rest with, with hip hop is history. But, you know, like at, at a young age, like I was just like, it was sports. But, you know, as far as like, you know, acting and all that stuff, like I loved movies, but I never wanted to do it. I wanted to yeah. be like the characters in the movie. Like I wanted to yes. be them. And, yes. and, and, and then when I was like 16, 17, I started realizing I was not going to college on a scholarship. I wasn't going to St. John's and my, my Chris Mullen dreams were over. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to Baylor. And, you know, I had these ideas in my head, you know, like, and I had started, you know, I went to these basketball camps and, I, re I remember when I was 16, I was at the five-star basketball camp, but you, did you go to five-star? No, I wasn't that fortunate, but I remember it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had some friends and everybody that went, but yeah, I wasn't blessed enough to get to go. Come on, man. I mean, you, were, you weren't invited or like- how, Not at you, all. Really? Like, I, wasn't that, I wasn't that good, rap. When you were 16, 17, you weren't like one of these all-American dudes? Nah, man, I just played hard. Oh, and, uh, I, I, I play with a type of ferociousness that hadn't been seen <laughs> coming out of a kid. You know what I'm saying? I just played a certain way. Like I didn't, I ran, jumped, played hard, um, block shots, dunked everything and would slap the shit out you in a minute. So 
When when did you start to get that that heat? You know, like that you know high school American, you know college, you know. I mean, I got I got the chance to go to ABCD camp by chance. Right. Um, <clears throat> I caught a Greyhound bus from Dallas to Jersey because we couldn't afford a plane ticket. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So the, so the hunger. I, I had an invitation. It was right there in front of me. Didn't have any means. My mom them scrounged up enough money to give me a plane. I'm um, a bus ticket, and I went. And I just was me. I'm saying at them camps. And you were fucking just busting people's asses and shit. Yeah, just playing hard, doing what I do, blocking everything, dunking everything, protecting, like just just play, always playing hard. Every time I took the floor, there was no there was no letdown ever. Who who were the other dudes? Like who were the like the hype dudes? Like in your class, like in your Kobe Bryant, like I, 1996. I'm saying I came out of high school '96. So who 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 are the, the, like the Kobe, year? Tim Thomas, um, the kid Lester Earl, Shaheem Holloway? Oh um, shit! Yeah, it was it was it was that bunch. Uh, Damn. You know, was, so so I mean, so in Kobe in high school, would was he did he stick out? Like I mean, I mean, it's just his personality. He, did at ABCD, like he was walking around doing things that nobody else was doing. Like had a big ass radio. Like walking around with a jam box playing music loud, like people was all around him, always catering to him and things like that. And and I didn't know nothing then, man. I was green. Right. Like right. I was I was I was green and all that shit was foreign to me, bro. Like all that like hype, all American, like you weren't one of these debutantes and shit. Nah, man. So every time I played against them dudes, like I brought it. Like I'm I'm saying like it was what it was. Like I didn't <laughs> have no fear of none of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I had no fear of none of them motherfuckers, uh... man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm out there playing against dudes with names and I don't, I don't know you. I mean, I'm saying you ain't from where I'm from. You ain't from Oak Cliff. I have no fucking idea who you are, but you gonna lace these things up and we gonna get to it. And and it wasn't like now we're like, like, I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, obviously things have changed yeah. and you know, like going back to your son and, and you know, your experience is different, but do you, like I was talking to my man the other day. I mean, we've talked about this. And, and, and think, you know, there's positives, you know, we can't go back to 1996. We can't go back to 1984, but do you think like the majority, like you didn't know who a lot of these dudes were social media obviously wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, you didn't grow up seeing Joe Schmo from this city and that city and 13 years old, you see these guys on it. I feel like I know some of these kids on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Personally. Like, yeah. Fucking personally. Fucking crazy. I'm like, this is a 15 year old. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, you know, I'm watching them like their highlights. Oh, this is the guy. And you know, and yeah. but what do you think in terms of, you know, how do you think that affects these 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 athletes, these young athletes, the basketball players, because they seem so they're like debutantes, you know, yeah, like they're in awe. They're in awe of each other, they're in awe of likes, they're in awe of of being notarized for doing nothing, basically. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're decent now, like some of y'all not some of y'all gonna have to go to school for four years and go get a damn job. Right, like, like you might yeah, have been like, in the eleventh yeah, grade. Yeah, you you the fucking man right now, but it catches up. I'm saying it catches right. up, and and being honest, man, like being honest with these kids, like and not kissing their ass and blowing smoke up their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be honest with them in terms of the coaches and the parents and uh, shit. Yeah, it, it all started home first and foremost. Right, because I mean, started you, home you and probably putting your kids, kids around. Yeah, man, I've been around them. AAU basketball, like traveling, like I missed maybe one AAU game in two years. I'm saying so I was around and just seeing the shit from other players, like they got these kids ranked one, two, three in the class, and and these shoe companies and all these other people are fucking catering to these kids, man. And they they get treated like they're in the NBA, yeah, like they get I'm a, absolutely because they're looking at them as a check, like they're looking at them as a future check. Yeah, and so, we, and we talk about playing is. in the park. I'm like these dudes don't. Like, it's like these. I don't know. It's, no, no. it's, it's, these different. kids work. Listen, they would rather go do skill work and do that kind of thing than play. Like a lot right. of them just want to go work on a, I'm saying work on a ball handling, work on this, work on that without playing. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, for, for the ones yeah, who but, make it, it's like, I great. Just wanna, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's great for them, but some of that other shit, man, like it's like you set them up for failure. Yeah. I agree. Cause I mean, shit. The fucking NBA. What? How many players are in the league? Like at the end of the, when there's the four hundred, and four, it might be four fifty. I'm saying tops. And that, that shit gets. I mean, the 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 uh, 
it, it, the gap closes. Talk about a gap closing. Cause yeah. it, I mean, you guys are the fucking best of the best of the best yeah. of the best, you know? Yeah, and, so let's call it 300, 350 to 400 players. Right, right. Three, isn't it 350? 350, 350. So now they're adding a couple of kids to each roster now because of COVID and all that. So just call it roughly 400. But but still, though, but just think about the not like these numbers that we're talking about. We're talking about hundreds, right? Just think how many college seniors there are. Right. <laughs> okay. And just think how many college juniors there are. Right. Right. And them kids' chances of getting drafted, if you're a junior, junior or a senior, drafted in the first round or early in the second round or at all, you know what I'm saying? Like, or slim and none. Because if if you've waited that long, you probably aren't that dude, right? That's what Is they it, think. That's, that's what they crazy. That, that's what they classify you as now. Like you're too old. If you're right. 21 years old, you're too old. That is fucking insane. Yo, yeah, that's like, fucking crazy. The earlier the better. Although the holiday season will look a bit different, we're still excited to celebrate the good with only the best vodka, Grey Goose. We won't have to focus on lost luggage, flight delays, crowded airports, or holiday traffic. Instead, we can focus on the thing that we love most about the holidays. And of course, celebrating only the best moment pairs well with only the best vodka, Grey Goose. Visit GreyGoose.com and in one click, you can have a Grey Goose Holiday Punch Cocktail Kit delivered to your door. The Grey Goose Holiday Punch Cocktail Kit comes with everything you will need to make a holiday punch. Grey Goose Vodka, pomegranate juice, sweetened black tea, martini and Rossi Prosecco, and garnishes. Everything you will need to impress your holiday squad. And we won't tell them how easy it was. Cheers! Sip responsibly. Imported by Grey Goose Importing Company, Coral Gables, Florida. Vodka, 40% alcohol by volume. Distilled from French wheat. Were, were you bugging that first year, like when you were at Cincinnati? Were you like, I'm not ready, or you knew, like, were you like, I'm I not did. that good? No, no. You what? I just, I just went out there and did what I did. I, I knew what I knew how to do. Right. And I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So you got what I knew. Right. And that's play you. hard, block shots, dunk everything. And if it come down to it, we're going to come from the shoulders with it, and I'm going to bust you in your mouth. <laughs> So <laughs> straight the fuck up. Like, that's what it was, man. Like, seriously, like, you know, when you're a freshman in college, like, you're supposed to look up to seniors and seniors supposed to be like them dudes on, on teams and like they supposed to get all the privilege and right. all this. Man, my freshman, man, I beat up the starting center on the team. He's a senior. I'm a freshman. Like, one of my first four practices, rap. Yo, one of my, like, literally one of my first few practices. <laughs> Beat the hell out of him in practice, man. Like I'm eight, 18 at the time. When I maybe no, I'm 19 at the time. I, I have so my birthday had happened. So yeah, I put my hands on the starting center, big white dude. Jackson Jewel's 6'10. Big yeah, I hug told him, God damn it, Jackson, protect yourself. Like, man, I beat the hell out of him, man. Like oh yeah. shit. Yeah, I was a freshman, so but I ain't know no better. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know what else I wanted to ask you about? Our guy Nate. What the oh, fuck, listen. man? Because I know you love boxing. And, and 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 let me just say this. I'm not making light of the shit because, you know, I mean. No, fuck that. Listen. Yo. No, hey. but that's that's our guy. That's your dude. That, that's my dude. And had he called me before he got his ass in that ring, I would have told him, you're making a grave mistake, man. Right. Like, but, dude, but but you, you know we're you, making the, the thing that's fucked up though is we're making it seem like this dude Jake Paul is like a fighter fighter. That's fine, but we don't know how long he been training rap. Right, right. We don't know if this dude like had aspirations as a kid to be in the Golden Gloves or to make it past that, and he trained and trained and trained, and then things happened or whatever the case may be. We don't know none of that shit. Right. The dude got a ring at his house. Right. Like, obviously, he 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 got something with it. Like I don't know what, what to what extent. He might not be fucking yes. Floyd. He might not be he, one of these other he had dudes, more than but our guy. he definitely had more than him. And he had a fight before. I don't care what point it was. He was in that ring before. Right. Because you could tell Nate was nervous. You could tell he wasn't able yes. to like. Yeah. Adrenaline, nerves, all that was that, that first round, that first knockdown, all that was prevalent. Yeah. 
and you thought, and you, when he was laying on the ground, face down, rubbing the back of his goddamn head, he was, the, I, I would hope the thought process was going to his, through his head, like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? I know he was I like, hope what the, the fuck have I got myself into? But I, I, I mean, I was like, you know what's fucked up? Cause you're a boxing fan and I'm, I, I came to your crib. I can't remember what fight yeah. we watched. Yeah. And, and your wife threw down some crazy shit, some crab <laughs> legs, some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah she, she gets it in. Fuck, man, those are the good old days, man. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, we but, get back but to it, brother. The, the, I know, man, but the crazy shit about, I mean, I know it's an exhibition fight and I'm gonna pay, but the yeah. fucking crazy shit about boxing now is that we're gonna pay, I'm gonna pay, I know you're gonna fucking pay, you could say you're not gonna pay, but the day of, yeah. or you're gonna pay, now there's gonna be an exhibition fight with one of the greatest fighters of all time and a guy on YouTube. This well, is how I can, fucked up hey, boxing is. Rap, I can promise you this. And my word is my word. The last fight Floyd had, what he fought Connor? Yes. Whatever it was, I didn't pay for that. You're not paying for this? And I'm not paying for this shit. Floyd not finna exploit me like he doing the fucking masses, man. Like, no, if you want to box, motherfucker, go box somebody. Go, go get, go tighten them up and go call out Bud Crawford or fucking Tan. He don't want to fight nobody. Errol Spence. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is an easy like, payday. One of your last fights you fought, listen. Andre Berto is my man. I like I like Berto, but your last real fight, you fought him. So you yeah. handpicked him. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Like, I'm, I'm not, watching I'm not, it. I'm, I'm fucking watching, watching it. Well, because I don't like going over people's houses and watching fights and all that shit. So I'm going to be where I'm going to be, and I'm not paying for it, bro. I can promise you. Did Did you watch Nate? Yeah, because I wanted to see I wanted to see Roy and Mike. Right. And Nate made my night. God damn. Like, yo. Yo, I laughed so hard, man. Yo, yo, people, oh, you shouldn't laugh, man. Listen, dog. No, he shouldn't have got his ass in the ring. Then I wouldn't have had nothing to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, man. I, Fuck, man. Hey, I know hey. he's going to be fine and all that shit, but I was just That's like, fine. And now, people are like, you know, he got paid, people... man. They can keep that check. Like, right. Keep all money ain't good money. All money ain't good money, bro. Hey, listen, like... <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't trying to fight nobody, boxing nobody for no money. Listen, but... Mike, I, listen, I didn't have plenty of fights in my day, bro. Plenty, plenty of fights. I'm not afraid to fight anybody to this day. I avoid as many as I can because I'm too old to be boxing, but I wouldn't get in the ring now without no experience. It's a then, different thing. Not at, dude, dude, you fighting 23, you 36. He's a naturally bigger human being than you. I don't give a fuck how big of an athlete that you might be. This ain't got nothing right. to do with jumping and running fast, bro. Like nothing. Right. Got something to do with body mass, punching power, and the ability to get out of the way of punches. And you and show none of the above. And you show none of the above. Yeah, and he just wasn't able to get comfortable. I thought that just Nate just like, cause I've always looked at like these little dudes, you know, like Muggsy Bogues and Nate Robinson, even AI. Like, there's sure. a sentimentality. Like these guys are like a little, you know, if you're if you're Nate Robinson to begin with, you're not seeing things the way normal people are because you're like. You play basketball in the NBA. You're five foot fucking nine. Muggsy yeah, you've been that like, high. Yeah, you you've been that height for a long time. So you got to be dialed in a different way. Yeah. So I thought like that mentality would help him, but it didn't fucking help him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you got to yeah, be I know. I mean, like yeah. Muggsy Bogues has got to be like his brain isn't normal. He's five, three. He played in the NBA for 13, 14. He's not like, thinking normal. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you 1000%. Like that is, is. Yeah, some wrong with him, and some was definitely wrong for Nate for getting his ass in that ring, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm, 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 I'm a firm believer in that, man. Yeah, like, I, I, I hear you. So, <laughs> let's get like, like, how was just like you doing stand up and things like that, man? Like, was that like you being you? Was you like had you always had like that wicked sense of like train of thought? Like, that's what I like for you to be a comedian. Like, I, I feel you have to have a wicked like train of thought or some things Like you can't most things that people don't think are funny. You find humor in. Like, mm -hmm. so was that always part of your personality growing up? Did you develop that as a teenager or later? Like, when did that part kick in and you knew that like stand up could be something that you could like? I I've do? always been a shit talker. I've always been a, you know, funny dude. You know, I've always been, you know, quick with my mouth. 
uh, uh, you know, and, and and growing up, you know, it's like you either had to be real good with, you know, ball. You either had to be real good with your hands. You had to be like like a stick up kid, like a like a fucking criminal. Yeah. Good with books or, <laughs> yeah. or funny dude. I was the funny dude. I could play ball a little bit, but that wasn't my yeah. my superpower. Yeah. And and, you know, and then when I started doing it, I, you know, I was I, when I was when I first started doing it, I wasn't that good, but I was. You know, I was fearless. I wasn't scared because they, so much of it, you talk about mentality of the athletes and yeah. shit. Like so much of it is not being scared. You can't pull your punches. You got to just go. And go. some yeah. people are going to laugh sometimes. I mean, on, on any given night, things could go your way or things cannot go your way. The audience might not be into it. They they might be tired. They You just might not be on your game. You might be off. They just might not like you. So you just have to like be fearless that, you know, you, you know it, it could go wrong. And you just have to keep going. And I wasn't scared, uh, uh, you know, as I've gotten older and I got back into stand up, you know, I have more to talk about, you know, more life experience and just more understanding of the craft of it. Because, you know, these comedians, they make the shit look so easy, but it's hours upon hours upon hours of going to clubs, practicing bits, writing bits, thinking about the bit, going back to the club, trying it, trying it, trying it. Just like if you're perfecting like a fucking... Yeah a jump hook with your off hand. It's just, yeah. you keep trying to keep trying. Then you try it in, a, you know, in practice and you try it in the game then you try it in the game off the pivot. It's the same thing like developing a bit and you just have to keep doing and keep doing it. And, you know, I, I love doing it. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's never the same. Never one show is the same. Never one night is the same. And, you know, as far as like, you know, what I do as far as like acting and, and, and uh, um, you know, it, it the standup comedy is just so unpredictable and and um because it's live it's an immediate response you know it just there's a sort of you never go on stage kind of just chilling there's always a little bit of that because there's even if there's 10 people there you 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 you're doing a show you know yeah and there's a chance it can go fucking south like there's a chance like you you know so you 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 know like even if it's a small show or just you know like a late show there's always a little bit of that and i respect people's time and respect people's money that's what's and up. if if you came out e- even if it's a little bullshit show you know whatever wanna, it is no i want to try to give you is. something i want to try yeah. my best to give you something and uh, uh even though it, 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 sometimes it doesn't go your way you you have to respect the fact especially now but i've always had an understanding and a respect like if motherfuckers come out it's a show you know yeah. if it, it, it it it's uh you know you want to give them their, their money's worth um at least try to Sometimes it could be, sometimes the best shows are the ones that suck. Cause you know, people, it could be funny watching you look, you know, just fail and the jokes ain't working and you know, you get mad. I mean, you know, I get mad at the crowd. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But, but it's, it's, it's just fun. You know, I, I I like doing it and the, the immediacy of it is so much different than acting because acting it's, you know, you shoot it and then you do it again and then you shoot it again. And I love that, but you know, you don't see, the finished product sometimes for months and months and months. Yeah. And that's dope too. It's a, it's, it's, it's a different skill set. but that immediacy of, of standup comedy is, 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 is the best thing. All right. So who are some of the, um, the, um, the comedians that you looked up to growing up? Like, like, did you listen to the red foxes of the world and, the, and the Richard Pryor's and, uh, Robin Harris's of the world? Like, did you listen to those guys or was it more All like, of you coming up? Yeah. I mean, you know, Eddie Murphy was my number one dude. He was my number one dude. Like, I I literally wanted to be Eddie Murphy. Like, I didn't want to be a comedian. Like, I wanted, like, I walked around in a a leather jacket. Like, I was bugging. Like, I was, like, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old in New York City, white kid. It doesn't matter. But I'm walking around in a leather jacket with no shirt. I was bugging. Hey, that's you know, what's my, up. <laughs> it had that kind of influence. Like I was out there, you know, like to go out on, you know, I'm going to school on the bus, you know, like the public transportation system in a fucking leather jacket with a gold chain and no shirt. Please on. tell me this motherfucking jacket wasn't purple. Was it purple? I wish. I wish I, I wish I had one. My shit was white. But, but think about that. How fucking nuts yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you had to, like I said, you you had to be off a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. But Eddie was my dude, Richard Pryor, um, uh, Robin, uh, Robin Williams. Uh, um, I mean, all those dudes, you know, yeah. uh, Arsenio Hall was, was, you know, his show was a big influence to me. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, all those comedians, Robert Townsend, even Jerry Seinfeld when he was younger. Um, I mean, all, all those guys, but Eddie was like, he was yeah. such a, 
I mean, at that time in, 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 in sort of pop culture, it was, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, you know, and then came Michael Jordan. But like, there yeah. was like a few people that were just boom, that were like, you know, they yeah, were so happened beyond... most of them was named Mike. You know what I'm saying exactly right. Tyson, Jordan, Jackson. Yep. Any one of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so to piggyback on your Eddie Murphy thing, so how was it to work with him in the movie Metro? Then, like, was it, you it, in it, awe? Was you like, was he as funny on set? Well, because I know it was kind of a serious movie, but 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 did it still have those moments where you were like, oh fuck, that's Eddie, man? <laughs> I was bugging, man. I was bugging the whole time. You know, I was bugging out the whole time. You know, I didn't I didn't love the movie uh, uh, because I, I felt like the director didn't let us be funny. And I, I was so yeah. like, you know, it's like being a point guard to have your best score. And like I knew how to pass on the ball. And, yeah. it, you know, the director would be like, you know, we wanted to be like this. And but, you know, to have that experience and like, you know, talk to him, I got to answer, you know, ask him questions and we would bullshit around and just, yeah. you know, you know, like, I mean, it was it was surreal. It was bugged out. But, you know, when you're with him. And you're actually working, you know, you're professional and, and you're doing your thing. But there was never not a time where I was like, yo, this is fucking bugged out. Like, I'm this is like yeah. crazy. Like, I'm working with this dude because you're so familiar with his laugh, with his voice, with his fucking goatee. Like, yeah. you know, like you, you don't realize it. But then you, when you're right in front of the dude, like, you know, like you just, you know, his fucking teeth. He got the gap yeah. tooth. like I was bugging the fuck out. But he was real cool with me. And you know, and tell me all sorts of stories. And, you know, one of the, one of the best stories that he told me, this is crazy is, um, I don't know. We were in the car and we were listening to Prince, like the, the radio was on yeah. and Prince was playing. And, 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 uh, I think I asked him like, yo, you ever meet Prince or, you know, like, and as knowing that he's met him, like, I'm like, you, yeah. you know, Prince was another fucking start. To, yeah. And he said, yeah, Prince, or he said Prince Cabal. And he yeah. told me the story that, Charlie Murphy did on the, <laughs> on the Chappelle Chappelle show. Show. He, down to the shirts versus blouses. He told me that story yeah. before, like this was years before that. And he said, you know, he came out, he's putting the ball between his legs. And I was like, get the fuck out. And he said, yeah, he yeah. had on some like, you know, some sequence see-through shit, yeah. but he was balling. He was busting Charlie's ass. And when they did that Chappelle show, uh, shirts versus blouses. Yeah, I had already heard that from Eddie Murphy years yeah, before, so like, wow. and I knew it was coming because I was like, "Oh shit, this is the story he told me." So yeah. it was, it was dope. I mean, like, I don't that 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 fan in me for, for yeah. when I get to work with people that I love and that I respect so much. I still have that to this day. Like, I still, you know, I'm I'm able to be a pro and all that shit. I'm not gonna be like, you know, up there. Yeah. You know, on him, but like I always want to have that. fucking trailer and shit like that. They yeah. come in and you, you got coffee for. <laughs> you Trust got coffee for. I want to do it, but 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 you know, like I I always have that appreciate. Like that fan of me is will always be alive. Same with basketball. You know, like yeah. with, with with you guys. Like I'm like you know when we were doing the big three to be around Doc. Like yeah. Doc was my fucking yo. There was no Bruce Lee. There was no Batman. There was no like Dr. J was my fucking yeah. superhero. And like, you yeah. know, I'm doing the big three. You, you know, you're on the plane with them and all that shit. I'm bugging. And even with AI and like when I first met you, like, yo, because I remember when I saw you playing Jersey, like, you know, I'd go out to Jersey, watch you, you know, like NBA dudes are, you know, like I'm like, oh, shit. But Dr. J yeah, was like, that's Dr. J, like that's the fuck is, you know, yeah, like, Iceman. Yeah, like them dude dudes, like them. <laughs> that's like that's like Mount Rushmore kind of type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you bug out off of that. You know, like I, I'll never take those dudes or take those moments for granted with ball players and with actors that I love because I just that fan in me will always, you know. Even I'm 50 years old, I'll still always have that. You know, just being excited about it because I think once you lose that excitement and excitement, and you're too cynical. Yeah. And you take the moments for granted and you take the opportunities for granted. I think then you, it, it might be time to wrap it up. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Um, you always want to keep that, I'm saying that perspective. I'm saying about your environment, about your craft, about the people that you work with and things like that. Nah, man, I yeah. get it 1,000, yeah. man. Yeah, so speaking of the big three, like how did, like when you started doing the, um, the sideline, like had that been something that you had thought about before or, or the big three was like, 
okay, we got a position for you or, or something we think that you'll be good at and you just jumped at it? You know, I, I, I never, it never even crossed my mind. Obviously, I love talking sports. You know, I don't try to act like, a, like an analyst. I don't try to yeah. act like a player. You know, the analysts are great. The people that all have all the stats, they're great. You guys, as the players, you're going to have a whole other perspective, which is, mm. which is dope, too. I'm just a fan. You know, I treat it as a fan. I know what I know. I know what I don't know. But I'm not trying yeah. to be Marv Albert. I'm not trying to be, you know, Jimmy yeah. Stat. You know, some of those guys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fun to listen to them break this shit down. Yeah. You know, and and Cube, you know, when they when they started putting together the league and, you know, you and 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 AI and 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 everybody, you know, there was such an excitement on it. And Cube, they they asked me, because you know, I've known Cube for a long time, yeah, you know, from, from movies. From, yeah. Yeah. And and he's always been cool with me, always been, you know, you know, under he gets me, like he gets yeah. me. And he asked me to do it. And I was like, fuck yeah. And and you know, he wanted it to be a little bit more fun and you know, don't have to be so serious. You don't have to yeah. ask the players about what they just, you know, what the, what we just saw, you know, yeah. you can break <laughs> balls and talk a little shit. And because I have relationships with the guys and, you know, I know their personalities. Like you can't sit there and ask Gary Payton a normal question. When you know, if you talk shit to yeah. him, he's going to talk shit back to you. Or Definitely. Yeah. Scalabrini. It's like, yo, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you scal when you, you know, you got to break his balls. You know, I was never able to do that with docking them. Cause I'm just like tripping, but yeah, of course, you know, but, for the yeah. most part, you know, uh, you know, it just, you know, like trying to bring a little levity and some humor to the big three. That I, Cause I think that's what it's about because it's, it's in the summer, the, the games are serious, but the guys, they're not taking it as serious and the presentation doesn't need to be as serious. So I love doing it. I have so much fun doing it. I love seeing you guys get fucking nuts, you know, like whether the, the dudes are playing or coaching and screaming and, you yeah. know, the, the, the intensity, because like, you know, you, you, you know, like dudes <laughs> turn that shit on quick. It's like, it, it doesn't go away, yeah. especially the younger, yeah. the younger dudes in the big three, like they're out there. Some of them dudes are still trying to play for, for, for paychecks. Yeah, definitely. For us, it was about the, I'm saying the sport and being around the guys, like you were saying earlier. And um, we can relate about just, it's not so much about the game. It was about us going back to the hotels and hanging out in the lobby, playing cards, being in the same locker rooms and like all that kind of shit. So that's what it was about for like for a lot of us in the big three. Yeah. That shit was dope for yeah, us to be fun. able to do that and continue that, man. Yeah, it was to fun. Piggyback on Cube, like, I don't mean to go back, but it was no, like, no, no. piggyback on Cube. How often, well, it's probably not so much now, but after higher learning. Uh-huh how much hate or shit came with playing that part? You know, it's Being crazy. when the movie came out, like <clears throat> being when the movie came out. I was, that was like, you know, whatever it was, I think it was 95, 96. Yeah. I was definitely like, it crossed my mind when I was doing the movie, like, and when the movie came out that, you know, people would bug out off of it. And, you know, the movie had, had done well and it had a, you know, it, it got seen by a lot of people, but you know, it's, it's crazy that movie and that character in terms of, you know, like in the hood, if I'm in, I'm in the neighborhoods, you know, I'm in, 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 in uh, black people in general, they love that fucking movie and they, they love the character, you know, yeah. obviously they didn't love what he represented, but they, they loved how genuine it, the, the, the portrayal was. So it's not like they were like, yeah, that was dope, you know, but I, I, I was concerned. Like I thought people would like, you know, be able, like they would, they would get it confused. Like, is this dude really, you know, like that? Yeah. But people, yeah. I never had no, not one person question me or come up to me with any sort of disrespect or, you know, like thinking that it was the real thing. And, you know, and I'm glad about that. And, you know, and it was a dope, a dope opportunity to play a part that was different for me. It was a dope, you know, to be so young and to be around all those actors, Cube and Omar Epps and the late great yeah. John Singleton and, Regina King and you know all those guys like I was such a fan of all theirs uh going into the movie it was it was fun doing it it was just a fun and that probably was Buster's first movie right that I was think like that Buster's, was Buster's first movie Buster's yeah first like you movie, know the right? dude like you know I'm like a big fucking fan like I'm with Buster yeah. Rhymes and Cube with just coming off of Ice um off of Boys yeah. in the Hood and it's Ice Cube like I've been fucking yeah. with Ice Cube since I'm 17 like and I'm yeah you know that's the same thing you're like yo I'm up in here with Ice Cube and you know Cube is sort of low-key you know and he he's very sort of he's kind of quiet. People don't think that like he's not like a 
outgoing person. And he was like that when we were doing the movie. I'd be asking him about this record and that lyric and all that shit. And I thought he didn't like me. And I was like, he's just yeah. kind of a low key dude. But they up. were all cool to me, fun. We had fun doing the movie. Um, you know, and it was, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the time of your life. You're 25 years old. You're working with John Singleton and, you know, and and then, uh, you know, Omar Epps was just coming off a of juice. It was fucking dope. You know, like I was oh, just yeah. like excited to be a part of it and excited to be, you know, with people that I'm a fan of. Cause yeah. you know, that shit gets you, you know, you like, I, you know, you respect them and you're like, you know, they bring out the best in you. Cause you like, you've seen them get down and you've yeah. seen what they could do. So you're like, yo, I got to come with my shit too. So they could see what the fuck I could do. That's what's up. And you were, um, you played a part in um, one uh, a TV show that I really fell in love with prison break. Uh huh. Yeah, like, that was fun. A lot of ball players <laughs> like that. I think cause you guys were like, it was on like a, like a, it was definitely like a, when, when you were in the league, it was on. Yeah, and yeah, cause we were able to get, it was a gentleman out of Houston um, that was like, he was, I forget what it's called, jailbreaking, like iPads and right. all that kind of hard drives. He was just downloading everything to hard drives and Prison right. Break was one of the series on there. And, but yeah, no, nah, I, I watched Prison Break, I watched After the Break and I watched the whole nine yards, man. But that's you did a great crazy. job, man. Yeah, we had fun Real, doing like, that. Yeah, you did a good was, job in that, man. That's, that's, like, that's it, what's up. It was fun, it was fun. It's a fun part, you know, fun show. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm lucky to be, to be doing it, to still be doing it. I, 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 um, I have fun, you know, I appreciate probably all the, all the shit that I get to do now more than ever, uh, yeah. because you know, when you're young and you're doing everything is sort of happening so fast and you know, you don't have any time to get any perspective. When you look back at the, sh the, the people that I've gotten to work with and the, the opportunities and the good movies and the bad movies and the good shows and the bad shows, it's all just, you know, you, you, you know, you enjoy it. And, and uh, like, I'm fortunate to, you know, still be rocking and, and, you know, you know, kind of like at the, you know, in, in, in the, uh, you know, it's different for sports as for, for actors and, and artists, because we could go to the wheels fall off and, yeah. and hopefully I'll get a chance to, to, to keep doing it because I just, I love it so much. And, you know, and, and I just have so much fun, whether it's doing stand up, whether it's podcasting uh, or, yeah. or, you know, being on set, you know, acting in front of a camera. It's just, I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Have you lost any opportunities or have anything been taken off the table because of your your distaste for um number 45? That's a good question. You know, I don't think I've lost any opportunities. I, I know that, you know, people, because I've been so outspoken in the way I do it, it's funny because, you know, I've been in this business for so many years and, you know, up until you know, the social media era and really, you know, this, this president people, um, you know, I've never really thought, thought twice about my per personality. I kind of, you know, to myself and do my shit and you promote things yeah. and stuff like that. But because of, you know, everything that we've dealt with in the last four years, like I've never spoken about politics. I've never paid attention to, po to politics. Like a lot of us, I'm sure yeah. you're the same way. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. It, it, you know, it just, it's not really affecting you. You know, you pay your taxes, you get, you know, and you know, okay, Barack's cool. And you know, okay, this is, you know, it, it is, you know, you, I never spoke on it. And I never, to be honest with you, I never cared about it. You know, yeah. I never, you know, okay. I voted, but it, I just kind of like asked my mom or my father, who should I vote for? They tell, okay, I go vote. And, yeah. and all that stuff. But this dude has been so antagonistic. In my opinion, he's, he's still, you know, the thing that, cause like, I'll ask myself or my wife or, you know, like even when I'm doing quick, you know, interviews, like they'll be like, what is it about him that makes you so, um, you know, upset to the point where I'll get in front of a camera and be like, you know, say what I say is because he's so inappropriate and so antagonistic for a president. Some people mm. say, well, you talk, should I go, I'm a comedian, I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm not the yeah. fucking president of the United States. <laughs> and if I was the president of the United States, I would conduct myself in a way that was, you know, just like if you if you're at a board meeting or you're doing something with business, you present yourself like in a, is a certain, decent yeah, in a certain manner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you show up suited and booted or whatever. But this motherfucker, you know, he just he, he yeah. just so full of shit and the lying and the antagonism and the you know, it's like he he's we see this right here and he's trying to say, well, that's not really right there. I'm like, but I, 
I have it in my hand. Like yeah, I have, I, see, I fucking see it. I can feel it. <laughs> it's, it's in my fucking hand. You trying to tell me this isn't here? So, yeah. you know, I don't think I've, you know, in, in regards to, to to losing, I haven't lost things. I've always worked and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I know it's made people sometimes. I think it's made people a little bit like, what the fuck, you know? Or is he really like that? Which yeah. I'm not really like that, you know. And and but certain you know, people bring certain things out of you. Like, and I feel certain, like it's yeah. it's it's necessary, you know, for Definitely me. Necessary. For 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 me to say something, I know not everybody is 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 the same way. I know not everybody uh, uh, will will be the same way. I know a lot of people have might have the same feelings, and I don't expect everybody to to, to act the way I act. But for me, with this dude, like he just, I I, I just felt like, and it was when we were doing um the big three when it really. <laughs> got me the first time people saw me talk like that was when the Charlottesville thing happened. Like I was yeah. so offended by that shit. Yeah. Like nice I was so offended by, yeah, by yeah. what happened and the, 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 the way it was like, you know, going on. And, and that was the first one that sort of like, you know, outside of sports, cause I had talked shit about sports, but it's fun. Even yeah. when I'm like, you know, you know, fuck LeBron or fuck the Knicks. It's, yeah. it's still coming from, is a sense of, Silliness, you know, it's sports, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's silly. Even if your team sucks or your team wins, it's theater, you know, it has yeah. nothing to do with my personal life. And I try to make that clear when I'm doing it, but this shit. Yeah, is, it's fucking affecting people's lives and yeah, he's a fucking- And morale, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's definitely. affecting people's morale and the divisiveness is just, it's just not okay. So not that's at what all. it is. By any but stretch of imagination. It, it's not, it's not okay, you know. Um, and and uh, so that's what happened. But I, I've always, you know, I've always continued to work. And the majority of people, you know, based on the response that I get in in real life, and the response I get from, you know, in regards to my business, people love it. You know, they okay. they they love it and they respect it. And you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, I don't yeah. think that I'm ever going to be. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to be America's sweetheart. I never was America's sweetheart. I'm never going to be full blown apple pie. It's just not who I am. It's not the way I look. It's not the way I sound. It's not the way I speak. Yeah. Um. You know. And and you know. I'll always continue to work because, you know, I, I'm. I, I know that I'm honest to myself and 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 uh, genuine. And I think at the end of the day, you know, you can't take that away from me. So have the Secret Service gave you a call yet, or have they came knocking on your door? I don't want that. Did they have it? <laughs> you know, out of all the shit that I talk, I'm 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 not crazy like i'm not like i'm gonna do this or this should yeah. happen yeah because i don't think that way and and i certainly wouldn't say it because you know i mean but i asked you this before and you said you think about like before you go in like you actually put thought into it which not which not a lot of people could could understand or like no he's just fucking ranting like ain't no way he thought about this like, like no but i you think that about good. it yeah definitely. You, yeah and also you 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 got to make sure you don't say something like you know, things could be misconstrued. Like, you know, as far yeah. as the Secret Service would be would, would, would be the best uh, situation. There's crazy people out there. So, you know, I, I'm aware of what I'm saying. I'm also a performer. That's the thing, you yeah. know, in regards to whether it's sports, whether you're on the TV shows or yeah. I, I am a performer, you know, and, and you know, the, the funny thing is, is that when people see me in real life, like we've, we've hung out, like I'm not screaming and yelling all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a tone that I go to, but I'm not, you know, it's like I do it. I can talk yeah. my shit, and then and then that's it. Right, it's just, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, but people think when they see me in real life, they're like, "Mike Rap, what the fuck?" You know, like I had a dude pull up yesterday when I was I was out walking my dog, parked his car and got out of his car and was like, "Yo," and I said, "Yo, my man, don't do that." He was like, "I'm a fan." I said, "Yo, don't don't ever fucking." get out of your car and run up on somebody in a dark yeah. street. Are you fucking crazy? He was like, I know, I know I'm a fan. I said, you fucking don't do yeah. that shit, man. He was yeah. like, I'm sorry. I was like, I don't, you should be fucking sorry. You fucking, I'm walking my fucking dog out here. What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what the fuck I can are you take doing? this one of two ways. And listen, like, I'm gonna feel threatened and it could be all bad, bro. Listen. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And my wife was, I told my wife, she said, you probably lost a fan. I said, I don't want this motherfucker as a fan. He fucking yeah. literally pulled his car and like was running at me. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I had to get myself sit like it's in the red, Yeah, ready, like, yeah, definitely. Like, it's gonna go down out here. And he was, it was all love, but I, I, you know, the way he ran out of his car, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Don't do that shit. You fucking, 
he put me like he had me he had me fucked up and it was like getting dark i'm like what the fuck yeah. is going on here <laughs> Oh shit! It's finally gonna happen. <laughs> right, I'd rather the super somebody got tired of it. somebody. Somebody got tired of it. <laughs> right, or it's a LeBron fan or something. You know, what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't got more shit for LeBron than you have about anybody else as of late, though. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The people get more. I get people get more offended about the sports shit. Specifically, the Lakers, yeah. than they do about the, the politics because you know I think most people feel the same with me. But like the sports yeah. shit <laughs> is another thing you know where people you know they listen. I, as much as I can't stand this team or that team or the New England Patriots, you know, and and my Giants or the Lakers and LeBron or the Knicks drive me crazy. At the end of the day, none of what I say is fucking personal. If yeah. the Lakers fucking Great, they won. I won in Miami. The fucking Golden State Warriors, uh, the Knicks. At the end of the day, it's literally theater to me. It's like Game of Thrones or The Sopranos to me. It's like yeah. I, I'm in it. I, I care. I, I care. But like, I have such respect, even for the players that I can't stand. Whether it's Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick or LeBron in Cleveland, LeBron in Miami. Like, I have nothing but. Fucking, I love sports and I know how great, whether it's you, LeBron, fucking Brian Scalabrini, or the guy who's worse than Brian Scalabrini, like you guys are the best at what you do. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, people, people, you know, one of the things about being around the big three is like, you know, to, to, to get to see, you know, and I've had this fortune, you know, to go to football practices with the Jets yeah. or, you know, you know, going to Knicks practices and watching or watching, you know, Golden State Warriors practices. When you see whether it's the the, the number one dude or the, the number 12 dude or the number 15 dude, these are professionals. Yeah. And and the, like going back to this Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather shit, it's like, yo. I, you can't say no. I mean, you could say people ain't shit, but you even saying it within respect, like these are the best of the best of the best of the best athletes. Like there's yeah. guys in the big three I've never heard of. You watch them warm up. You think it's Michael Jordan. You know, like people don't understand that the level, they're professionals, yeah, professional there, athletes. Man, it, it takes, it takes that time, man. It takes hours amongst hours, amongst hours, amongst hours, man. And, and both our walks of life, you know what I'm saying? Like you had right. to perfect what you were doing. And then, like you said, it took, time like that's right. it's not something that you picked up the first time and you got right right you know? so i, I yeah. mean i i love i love it and i you know i love the shit talking and the you know in sports and i love it and you know and during this fucking pandemic you know throughout the nfl and throughout the bubble and you know looking forward to the 22nd when the nba starts back up i mean yeah. what a what a blessing to to have as a fan because we're all in this shit i mean whether it's just the boredom the 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 the, 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 the health, you know, people are passing away. People's friends are passing away, you know, not being able to work, you know, because of, you know, m my business, we're just starting to get going or just yeah. sitting around the fucking house to have the football games, the baseball games, hockey, whatever the fuck you're putting on in front yeah. of me. I'm like, I appreciate yeah. it more than ever. Like I appreciated Definitely. that fucking bubble more than shit. I don't care yeah. if fans, no fans. I know some of you guys are critical. No, no, I think I watched every game. I thought it was good basketball, to be honest with you. I mean, they, they, they came in. I mean, if you were in the bubble at that time, like, yo, there wasn't no distractions. Like, there was yeah. no fucking around. Like, it was just you were playing ball. Yeah, you go take all the frustrations that you have, whatever it may be, you go right out there and take it out on the court, man, without any uh, uh, nothing else going on. And I was – yeah, it was a good bump, man. Like, I, I, I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> Me I'm, too. Like, like, it was like fucking it. NCAA game. It was the games at 10 a.m., games at 12 p.m. Like, every day I was like, yo, fuck, man, we need this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was like watching – the the Basketball was on every room in the house at that point. Like so. Every fucking room all day. My <laughs> wife was like, Jesus Christ. Like, she didn't understand. I was like, yo, it, it, all day, every yeah. fucking day. I can't yeah, – four, five – I got to have this fixed, man. Got to yeah. have this fixed, man. Like, that's what it is, man. Hey, Mike, man, I want to appreciate you, man, for joining me, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, we had our time doing shows together and whole NBA season, actually, man. But yep. this is this is something new for me, man. Different walk of life, man. I want to appreciate your time, appreciate your your, your your energy that you always bring, man. And need nothing filtered. Um, 
And once all this cleared up, man, I'm pretty sure I have, I have my wife fix something up special for you, man. Come over and get you a good grub in, man. So I would love that. I would love that. And I and I appreciate you having me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing your thing. And like I said, man, congratulations. I'm wishing your son so much so much luck, man. I, I, I'm just so happy for you and for your family. I can't even imagine how, how you feel. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him out there. Like I'm just couldn't be couldn't be happier for for somebody because I know uh just how, how good of a dude you are and how, how emotional you are and, and I just can't wait to see him. I, I just you know when when he's on the court, I I know I know if, when when the games start back up, I know you're gonna just be in the crowd just crying because people think oh Kenan, he's big bad slam dunking oh, man, shot blocking. Shit. This fucking no, I, dude is I a cry like a cry damn baby. baby. Listen, I cry like a baby damn draft <laughs> night. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, sure you did. Yeah, yeah. So when he keep that ball go up on the 22nd, man, and he get out there for the first time and get his real bump, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of them days. So I'm more than likely I'm, I'm just, just I might shed one then. But, I know you are, but that's the thing because uh, with your image when you played, you were fucking you do you, you were the last person you would think would be like you were just. You were on some fucking oh, slam yeah. dunk. I still am, kick. like still, like still on all of that. But on the other side of that, when it comes to my family and certain situations and topics, man, I'm everybody know, man. I'm a softy at heart when it comes to certain things, man. True so, blue softy. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But I, definitely. I appreciate you, Kmart. I appreciate Already. you having me. Follow him at Michael Rappaport on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Need unfilled to, to the you're definitely easy to find. Look him up, damn it. You'll be entertained. Need Nothing Filtered is produced by NC Podcast for basketballnews.com and sponsored by only the best vodka, Grey Goose.